Good morning. This is Rich Nass, Executive Vice President with Open Systems Media and leader of the Embedded Computing Design franchise, where we look at stuff like IoT and embedded system development and security and all that other stuff that goes into building an embedded system. We're talking about power today, and my guest is Chris Dries, who is the President and CEO of United SIC. It's a smaller company based in my home state of New Jersey. Hello, Chris. How are you? I'm, I'm great, Rich. Uh, good morning to you. Thank you. Uh, I have a feeling uh, our listeners may not be familiar with United SIC. Just take a couple of seconds to describe the company, please. Oh, sure. Thanks. Uh, well, we're actually a fabulous uh, wideband, wideband, wideband gap company. Uh, we actually have been around for a long time, founded in 1999. And uh, my partners and I uh, took the company uh, private and have been growing it dramatically uh, since about 2009. Um, and now uh, we just sort of have hit uh, the silicon carbide marketplace at exactly the right time with the right product. Uh, so very, very exciting time of exceptional growth for the business. Okay, uh, that's perfect. Now, whenever somebody mentions silicon carbide, the first thing that always comes up is, well, what about gallium nitride? You know, what's, you know, what's, you know there's this big debate here. Let's get away from that. Let's talk about just silicon carbide and its own merits because it definitely – stands alone at the higher power levels than you can do with gallium nitride. Um, what is the current state of the art with silicon carbide today? Well, I think, you know, what, what has happened in the last several years is the adoption of transistors in the marketplace has, uh, has just grown exponentially. You know, I think if you look historically uh, at silicon carbide, there were, you know, a number of people making shocky diodes for standard power factor correction uh, and servers and some uh, some solar applications but you know with the with the introduction of highly reliable FET technology over over the last several years by a number of different uh, um, you know providers including ourselves um, the customers have really really begun to adopt uh, the FET technology in, in really an exponential way so are you licensing technology, or are you, are, are you selling these devices? Oh, we, we sell the devices directly, directly to our end customers. So uh, as I said, we're fabulous. So uh, what we've done is we've installed all of our processes that we initially developed here in Princeton into, into two geographically distinct uh, foundries. So we own the process and all of the intellectual property associated with the devices, but then ship the wafers offshore, get them packaged, um, you know, in Asia, and then uh, drop ship to, to, to many, many of our customers who are, who are overseas and say okay. probably about 70% of our business is overseas right now. When you say overseas, can you? Heavily Asia, uh, but also a significant amount of business in Europe. So, you know, we're, you know, global at this point. Okay, uh, we're pretty familiar with where the technology is going today. If we were to, if we were to project out, say, 24 months, um, what would be the sweet spot for silicon carbide? Well, it, it kind of depends upon, um, you know, where each individual company has kind of come into the business, to be honest. I mean, for, for us, uh, while some of our competitors, you know, have a significant presence in sort of the renewables and uh, the, the server power supply area, while we're gaining traction there, because our FET technology came into um, into production 
several years ago when uh, the automotive industry really began um, you know taking a hard look at silicon carbide that's what's driving our business right now uh, the biggest uh, the biggest automotive segment right now is onboard chargers uh, for electric and plug-in hybrid electric vehicles um, but very rapidly, I think over the next several years, we are going to see silicon carbide being used in the traction inverters themselves. Uh, some companies are already doing it, but I think the major OEMs will be doing it in a massive way over the next decade. And it's expected to really drive a tremendous amount of growth for our business. So I'm sure you're going to tell me that I shouldn't be afraid of this technology, putting the super high voltage levels in a car. But um, why shouldn't I be afraid to be running those super high voltage levels in a car? Well, I mean, if you, if you even just take a look at Porsche, I mean, they've made a commitment to, to running an 800-volt uh, system for their, for their chargers uh, simply because they want a, a very short charge time. Uh, and I think, you know, given the amount of uh, embedded systems and um, fault-tolerant systems that can be incorporated alongside these power devices, um, I think uh, the, the major manufacturers feel quite comfortable with it. And, you know, they recognize the, the massive benefit uh, in terms of uh, lower cabling cost, uh, higher efficiency, and faster charge times associated with these higher voltage devices. So what are the obstacles today? I, I think it's cost because it's a newer technology. Um, is, is there a technological hurdle? There really isn't. Um, you know, right now the the industry is still relatively small compared to silicon. Uh, so, you know, the the, the silicon carbide industry um, is still really in its infancy when you compare it to silicon. Um, and so, what's happening right now is all of the manufacturers are making massive investments in the supply chain, everything from bulk substrates to epitaxy to foundry capacity. Uh, to packaging capacity, um, and that build-out will continue for the next several years. Um, and I think that's probably the only thing really constraining the, the, the market right now. Um, you know, I can tell you we've already booked our entire year uh, and, you know, it, you know, are, again, planning another exponential, exponentially higher year next year as well. Very nice. Okay, well, we've used up our five minutes. Where can somebody find more information? Well, you can go to our website at www.unitedsic.com, um, download our data sheets, you can go to online uh, distributors such as Mauser for, uh, for some, some samples, and uh, you know, feel free to contact our sales team who you can find right on the web. Very good. That was Chris Dries. He's the president and CEO of United SIC, and I'm Rich Nass with Open Systems Media. Thanks, Chris. Have a great day. You, you too, Rich. Take care.